You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth your treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the biz. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. It is important for us to evaluate and understand human traits. And we have to recognize that there are certain human traits uh, that can totally destroy a life and a future. And there are two stories that are out today uh, that show how important it is for us to control our anger and our tempers and help our children to understand the importance of controlling and understanding and getting help for the issues they may have with their tempers. Uh, These two stories are are extremely tragic, Uh, but it lets you know that you cannot allow yourself the freedom uh, to just let yourself go when it comes to responding to a situation with anger and how it doesn't take long for a a career or future that you've committed to yourself to 
to be destroyed. And uh, and it's so such a bizarre set of circumstances. These two issues let you know that anger and its destructive behavior can be found almost anywhere. And at any at any age. I was uh dumbfounded to see when the story first came out in New York where a man was knocked down and died because he thought he was tapping on a car that was a Uber driver. And you know, it it he was without a doubt as the story's been told had been drinking a little bit, but you wonder why is somebody so angry at somebody tapping on their car? I I can't imagine no matter how hard you hit somebody's car in terms of your hand, uh, that would it make you so angry that you want to get out in the street, in Middle Street, and fight, especially with somebody with these kind of credentials. This man in New York, more than likely uh, enjoying his evening out, a former UCF football coach from Orlando, former UCF football coach. Presently, the football coach, excuse me, football, basketball coach at Wake Forest. So it is like, how? Why would you allow your all you got going for you? Why would you allow your anger to have you fighting in New York City and have you hurt somebody to the point that they die? And understandably, I'm sure he didn't mean for the man to die, but now this man is dead and you are arrested for assault and more than likely going to lose your job or any other chance of being the head coach of any major college, when you've laid the groundwork uh, to do that. So, Cheryl, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, why are people so much allowed to to let their anger have control of their judgment? And the other story is a, a young man who, got turned in by his father, who was the police chief, and he's out in the world beating up a 71-year-old man. And, uh, you know, the police chief had several children, but as he said, that this one had the same opportunity as all the rest. But somehow or another, he was committed and dedicated to throwing his life away. So, you know, we talk about these individuals and we talk about, you know, the Bible tells us about controlling your anger. And we see these these examples of how people are allowing their anger to get the best of them and throw their lives away. So, Cheryl, and how many different ways do people have to see that angry, being angry is not a benefit to the human experience? 
Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, you know, that's the ultimate um, thing as far as taking a person's life because of anger. And we have seen so many different um, situations where just being angry has escalated to the point of causing somebody else's death. Um, you know, we are not having tools for anger management. Um, individuals are not recognizing their anger or loved ones are not calling them out on it to the level that they are getting help because, you know, for this to happen, this is not the first. This is something that's reoccurring, and when I say reoccurring, it means the anger. And I find today even young children um, show signs of being angry and doing things that are very inappropriate, destroying things, hurting themselves, hurting individuals. And I know that it escalates over the years where it causes, did just what this man did. It causes death on another person. So, you know, we as a society have to get this under control because we have road rage. We have so many different things that are fed on being angry. And what is the point of being angry? Why? You know, because you can't have your way or because something is not going the way you want it to go or expect it to go? Or, you know, why do we get to the point where there's so much frustration build up? And a lot of times, you know, whatever the situation is, is, is only minimum of the cause of the angry, anger. Anger usually is already inside of you, and it's fested up by a situation. But to get to that degree, to kill somebody over it, I mean, I don't think you can go no further than that. I mean, a person's life, there's, I mean, there's not another, you can't go further than a life because of being angry. And we do, we have to begin to call each other on it, you know, um, bringing it out to the point where, you know, we can help them to get the help that they need because this is an endangerment to society in a major way. You know, we the kids are starting back to school again, and they have kids being uh, are angry, and it's going to cause fights, different, you know, frustrations, um, fights with students, fights with teachers, um, and it's causing a lot of major problems. So we have to get that under control. Uh, Stacy, um, Cheryl brought up a point about road rage and so many other things, and it is so bizarre uh, that the, both of these people have a relationship to Florida, and this man was on a trip to his step, uh, stepsister's wedding, and uh, just trying to get a Uber uh, to his hotel room. And these two people cross paths, and one is, is uh, so angry about his car, his car being touched inappropriately, uh, what as he see it, 
and this other guy is just thinking I, I'm hailing, I'm, I'm getting the attention of my of my driver. And so um, now this man who has made a history for himself in terms of coaching basketball is throwing that all away because he's allowed his anger to get the best of him. And this is a clear indication of the kinds of things we need to show people who find themselves controlled by their anger so they'll recognize how quickly and easily they can destroy lives and destroy their own future. I I heard that um beginning when you mentioned it. And I think that what we uh we need to be able to afford is uh, awareness programs that people can and you have to a lot of these programs you have to be willful, you know, maybe this in this guy's case he found himself there because of his allowing the, the anger to get the best of them. Once they're at that state where they need help, they need that attention. They need the uh, professional medical care attention to evaluate the problem and um, find God. A lot of people have felt that they're atheists and they don't have no belief, but things like this that happens, it needs to be brought to their attention that they need to find God <laughs> at some point in their life that will, uh, address this issue to calm them down because it is an issue. It was one of the main issues in the beginning of the Bible when uh, Cain saw his brother Abel. And um, I, I've read something, I heard something recently um, where it said uh, God was wanting us, that's the whole purpose for being here, one of the reasons for being here. Uh, two, one reason was to find our way back to God, and the other reason was to control our anger, to learn how to settle our anger to the point that we are always in control and not vice versa. So it's an issue that is a very important issue and that needs to be um, worked on, you know, and create something that we can use to put in check. And Kathy, clearly, anytime that you get to the point where you want to put your hands on somebody, you've gone too far. And the you know you are aware of it in the in the word that it talks about not allowing yourself uh, to destroy the spirit of your children with anger, and certainly you not shouldn't allow anger to destroy the future that you put together. Uh, again, this man has uh, is, is is was making the the needed adjustments that he needed to make in order to become a head coach. He, had, he was the head, uh, the assistant coach at two major colleges, and he was a young man, and now he finds himself uh, in the wilderness. And, and, now it, it, and only because he wasn't able to control his anger. Good afternoon, everyone. You know what, um, James, there are a lot of times uh, time bombs out there and people who are angry and are waiting for an opportunity to do something like that. But as you were speaking and as the other lady was speaking, I thought about, you know, how sometimes God gives us so many chances to get it right. And then he'll pull, um, he'll pull on our, on our rope. And, um, you know, this just like may have been one of those times because you said, like you said, he has had all these great opportunities in front of him, but because he made the wrong decision, now he has to face the consequences of losing everything 
that he has. But I believe that um, he'll get another chance. But right now he has to learn from his mistakes because he didn't listen the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time. I believe that he's done this before. It's just at this particular time he just went overboard and his um, his cord got pulled. So um, I'm praying for that young man, and um, I hope he goes and gets help because, first of all, these people need to get help. You know, they're they're suffering from something and they need help to overcome this anger and whatever this is that's uh, making them go outside of the norm, meaning go outside of them, themselves to do something to harm someone else. And it's, it's such a bizarre thing. You know, I pull these two stories out at the same time because uh, they, you know, they're dealing with the, dealing with a crime. And here you have a sheriff, uh, excuse me, a, a police chief, who has three or four children, and then he has this one child that finds himself beating, uh, assisting in a beating of a 71-year-old man, and you wonder what can he possibly be so angry about that he would want to take uh, take it out on a 71-year-old man who's just out there walking around, and then you have a father who has committed his life uh, to... Uh, the criminal justice system, only to see his child uh, acting outside of the law. So, Cheryl, a lot of times people do have the the families that need to be successful, but they still allow evil to exist. <coughs> Excuse me, evil to exist within them that drives them outside of the the what is a family norm uh, to p- participate. And these kind of evil uh, actions. And you and you're right. Um, you know, and we all have family members or know somebody that have this problem. But you know, a lot of times we, as individuals, we don't come to them or get together and try to figure out a way. You know how we can help it, the situation. You know, a lot of times we just sit back and watch it. Um, talk among ourselves, but not take any action, you know, as far as trying to get them the help that they need, bringing things, you know, because it could be a situation that they really need to talk about. And, you know, just getting them just like I think it was just Kathy just said, you know, professional help um, until they get to the level that it gets to uh, and the situation that it has gotten to. Because, you know, sometimes we as individuals don't know a way out. And, you know, and I said many a times, you know, when I got up to 17 different prescriptions, my family made fun of me, you know, talked about how I'm taking all this medicine and some of them said, oh, you shouldn't be doing this and, you know, all of these things. But nobody said or came to me and said, you know, Let's get you some help. It was way down the line, you know, when praying and asking God, just don't let me go out like this. And he put somebody in my life to help me. So sometimes, and and I understand that we may not know what to do, but to just to let it go on, we can also talk, we can go to somebody and talk to somebody 
about the situation, meaning more professional, not among ourselves, and say, what is it that I can do or how do you think that I can approach this person where they can receive what it is that I have to tell them? So, you know, we have a responsibility as well, you know, because this could be us. This could be our children. This could be anybody else. And a life is a life, and taken away needlessly is such a, a tragedy, uselessness, you know, all because of being angry or the rage in you. And a lot of times it's not about even the situation that we hear the story about. It is much deeper than that, and that's where it needs to go because a lot of times they don't realize what they're even angry about. So sometimes, you know, we got to, if we don't know what to do, go to somebody and ask somebody, how can I help this family member? What can I do to help them? And, you know, Stacey, I, as I talk about these things, that uh, we are not with in these people's lives, but it is it's kind of normal to see that this just didn't happen all, overnight. Uh, these attitudes, behaviors uh, were have been been in view to somebody uh, before they got to the point where both these men find themselves in jail. Uh, and and somebody has to have the the strength uh, to have you know when they talk about uh, one of those sit downs and talk out. Somebody has yeah. to be able that or. Or, you know, you can't save people if you're not willing to put the relationship online between you and them because somebody is seeing the destruction, destructive behavior. Yes, yes. Um, you have to be willing to maybe be dogged out by them because you bring it to, to, them, to their attention. You may do it in love and express that it's in love, but they might not receive it as such. Um, then it's their background, where they're coming from. Even though they may have had an excellent um, start, uh, what type of abuse were they uh, exposed to? Uh, why is the anger so great? Maybe it's a relationship they had gone through. Uh, maybe it's undiagnosed bipolar, um, um, the, you know, a disease of the mental uh, capacity. Um, but it needs to be evaluated. We need to be able to afford as much years we gave to this America, we should have gotten reparations. And with those reparations, I'm sure that we as a nation of people would have put in the pot to create a foundation of some type of facility that will facilitate these needs. So it's back to reparations. We need to get some money generated to we know the problem. That's excellent. We're targeting the problem. Now we need to be able to find out how to channel our people into these help organizations that would be created by us because we know our problems better than anybody else. And the professional part of it, you know, um, the families bringing these people that they love to these places that we have to provide for them. But we have to have some type of start, a grassroots startup. Uh, that would be a big help. I heard um, it was a ball player, um, the one that Trump insulted, um, had did something for his people in his hometown. If we had something like that to happen, you know, that would be the start. 
there's a guy, I was mentioning him, Billions and Chains. I don't know his name, but if you go to the website for Billions and Chains, he, he promotes and supports uh, grassroots organizations when they have a good cause. So I was doing my research. I'm going to go back and do more research, and perhaps I could get connected with him, and then we all get connected and start doing something, because it's only going to get worse. And, um, yeah, that's so true. And, and Cassie, I know that you talk about the evil that exists in the world and that we have to become aware of how it will take you out. So people need to learn and be aware that there are spirits within us that have to be under the umbrella of Christ so that you don't find it easy to participate and give yourself in to these bad behaviors. Um, I know that there were a lot of men who were at the jail who just needed um, to have somebody in and being on their behalf to help them really understand why they can't give themselves to this stuff. You know, I talked to men who were drinking, and every time they turned around and would be drinking, they would get in trouble. And I say, don't, don't. Well, don't you see the common denominator is that you can't drink without getting in trouble. So a lot of times we have to ask ourselves, is there some kind of outside force at work that is the common denominator between us and trouble? Mm-hmm. The outside force is the devil, the enemy. He is lurking, going to and fro trying to see who he may devour. And it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. You still have to renew your mind daily because even Christians are uh, attacked and uh, get into the place to where they can lose their temper as well. So it's a daily process, and it's something that each individual person has to do on their own in order to sustain themselves and walk in, walk in newness because, I mean, you know, you like we were talking about a couple of days ago, you don't know how you're going to act once you get into a situation, but you have to refocus yourself. Even if something bad does happen, you still have to refocus yourself and say, hey, how do I handle this? I can handle this one or two ways. And, and whatever way you handle it, there are going to be consequences behind it. You know, one of the things, Cassie, I used to tell my young men, and they they would always tell me, well, Mrs. Shea, you can't say what you won't do. And I would tell them, uh, Cheryl, that there has to be things that you have in your mind that you won't allow yourself to do so that you don't get yourself across a line that you uh, didn't anticipate. And so, you yeah. know, you don't want to ever... You know, you want to be able to protect your life, but you don't want anger be to be the reason why you did something to someone that is uh, beyond the norm. And so if you live by a rule, you know, one of my rules is I don't want to put my hand on anybody. So unless you are uh, put your hand on me, there's no need for me to touch you. And so a lot of times, these angry situations can be quashed if people are willing to just turn away and walk away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, I can testify um, lately, maybe over the last year, that I've been tested, if not every day, all through the day. And I'm telling you, I have to keep myself and keep myself prayed up and, Lord knows, ask him just to lead me and guide me. Keep my mind because some of the things that has been done, I mean, I'm shocking myself, but I know it's not me. Just to be as calm as I have been through a lot of the things that's been going on lately. And, you know, if it was me, and I'm saying me in the flesh, I think I would have and had, you know, to think about it, I would not be behaving the way that I am, so calm, and um, and trying to detach myself in situations um, from the emotional part of it to keep my mind and to keep myself. Um, because when I think about it, you know, and if I think long and hard about it, it's some things that I think, well, I really could have done this and I really could have did that. But, um, you know, I just ask him for peace, and I want to walk, be able to walk into his will. And I'm telling you, it's been some things that um, that's unbelievable for me to stay as calm, in, you know, through those things. So just like, and I think Kathy just said, you know, we got to renew our mind daily and sometimes all day during the day. And keep you know, and just to keep myself prayed up, because it can come at you in a way that you could be done something that you thought that you never would have done. So mine is, I guess I'm gonna say minute to minute, you know, with the things that that has been going on. But um, and I know it's none of me, because if it was me, this would not be my behavior. Toward it, I know it is all of him. So I mean, you know, I know that it's not all cases something easily done, but it can be done. Um, and I understand that it can sometimes slip up on an individual, but um, we have so many. Those are the unexpected, and those are the things that sometimes people say, "Snap!" You know, you never would have thought that you would have done something like that. But we got, on the other hand, people who have this deep down in them. You know, and it could be an anger problem from whatever it may be. And it could be certain things, just like um, I think, James, you mentioned the alcohol. It could be alcohol that can cause or be a root of something. It can be drugs. It can be a lot of things. It can be mad at a parent that they don't even know that left them, that died on them, who not in their life. It can be a multitude of things, and sometimes they don't even find so angry. And that's why it's so important um, that we can get them to a profession, you know, get them to professional help that is needed and that they have the tools in life because that's so important. So not just to talk about it and get it off your chest, but to be able to have those tools. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, that's what our scripture is from. Oh, <laughs> we have that escape. And if we can go to and write down certain ones that pertain to the things that we do and call them out 
when we see those certain things arise in us. So we have an escape, but we have to, you know, everybody's not aware of that. But we are teachers among ourselves, and we got to continue teaching. Uh, Stacy, let me ask you this question, and I'm going to talk a little bit about where I am. Uh, I am, I've lived in an African-American neighborhood all my life. And, uh, but I did go to a white uh, elementary school when the first crossover happened in Orlando in the 19, uh, early 1970s or late uh, 60s. And so, uh, and I ended up at a, uh, a South Carolina State was a dominantly, predominantly black uh, college. And I'm asking myself now when I hear all these people talking about the N-word and where the N-word exists, and I often, I've asked myself, um, are we going to be forever enslaved to the N-word? Are we ever going to get to the point where we don't allow people to trigger the rage in us uh, that has been, it seems to be common now. People suggest, you know, uh, all the comics and all the, you know, you can say anything you want to, but if you use that N-word, you're going to get from us uh, the rage of our ancestors. Uh, at what point do we allow that word not to be powerful enough to take us out of our, our comfort zone? Well, I feel that we have to first regain the knowledge of how great we are as a nation of people. Um, well, because that through slavery that was taken from us, and we were reduced to niggas, coons, and jigs, <clears throat> ace of spades, and all of those negative connotations beneath the word nigger was um, instilled in our belief that that's what we are. <clears throat> all of that negativity uh, breeds negativity. Um, the problem is that we have to uncultivate. We've been cultivated in that way. We need to recultiv- be recultivated to know how great we are. Like there's scriptures in the King James Version Bible, one in particular, Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 9, and God states that, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God have chosen you. It's First Second Chronicles 28, 4, God chose us to rule the world. You know, all of these things is in the Bible. Our history is in the Bible. Um, the problem is we need to be taught that. Um, as far as the anger, uh, he said in Isaiah 26 and 3, um, he said he will keep us in perfect peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. So we have to keep our minds and don't let our minds leave God because we are, we are inviting the devil in when we do that. Remember, um, back in the beginning, the garden, Eve had, uh, and um, Lucifer created Cain. Well, she had gotten a man child that was Cain, and um, she was a violent man, and then the seeds mixed. So you got the good and the bad mixed. So there's a double us, W. You and I have two parts to us, and we have to learn how to control that second part, basically. So. Those two things, we're holy and we need to know we're holy and we need to be recultivated and then keep our mind on God. That's it. Uh, Kathy, um, I, I come to you and I'm asking you the same question. 
how long are we going to be enslaved to the word, the N-word, and feel as though it allows us the freedom to act out uh, when something, when we hear it, recognizing that we still have to uh, follow uh, rules, the criminal law. Uh, you cannot beat somebody to death because they call you something that you uh, uh, don't appreciate. Are you there, Kathy? Cheryl, uh, why don't you take that and we'll come back when Kathy gets back. Well, I can speak for myself. The reason why I don't take offense to it because they're not referring to me and they're not talking to me. You know, if, and not only that, I know who I am and I know whose I am. So I've never got angry over it. I mean, it takes, It. I, I, I just have it. I mean, because, first of all, I know it's the ignorance. So it doesn't get me to the point where I'm angry. I look at it as being more ignorant. And I know they're not addressing me because they didn't call my name. And until they call my name, then they're not addressing me. And then if they say something about me, it doesn't matter because they don't know me. And a lot of times I find myself saying that when um, certain things happen and somebody will say something, you know, or think that this is who I am, I say, you know, I'm like, you really don't know who I am. And I don't say, you know, I guess I don't get caught up in it. And I've never gotten to the point where I took it personally because I don't feel like they talking about me, and I don't feel like they talking about a lot of us. Now, and somebody take it on personally, and I think that's where the anger comes in at. But I don't take it on personally because I know for me they're not talking about me and they're not talking to me. And that's and that's what I find to be. Uh, the way I want to feel as well. I think that, you know, when I listen to all these shows and, and everybody talking about we need to discuss race and we need to get the, to come to grips with uh, race in America. And I'm thinking, you know, how many, it is not something that I believe uh, needs to be discussed over and over and over again. The people who have problems with it are people who somehow find themselves losing power. And I'm not going to give them more power uh, than to let them take me away from who I am because they use the N-word. And so uh, we uh, now got to the point where you hear all these comics and these other people reaffirming that white people can't use the N-word. And I'm thinking, you know, I could care less if they use it or not. I'm going to still be who I am, and I'm not going to allow somebody to make me participate in a criminal activity because they use a word uh, that I might not like. Um, you know, I don't go around calling white Americans out of their names, and I don't want to uh, find a word that infuriates them, and I'm not going to let them use a word to infuriate me. Uh, like they always got a button that they can push that's going to make me act uh, insane. And so I think we need to get a grip and let go 
uh, and let people know that this world don't does no longer have the power that they think it should have. Um, Kathy, are you with us now? I like to say something. I'm not Kathy, but Kathy's here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, as it relates to that, um, my pastor used to say, "Find another button. <laughs> Don't let people push you." But they're itching to the the skinheads and those um, KKKs are itching to have a race war start. So who's to say that might be the word that triggers the race war if we allow ourselves to? Uh, and they're they're armed to the teeth, and we're not. So if they if we allow ourselves to fall into their trap, like I noticed, it's a trap that our people fall in. Uh, guy, um, the guy with the hood, he fell in the trap. The guy provoked him and to, to intimidated him to the point that he struck out at the um, Zimmerman. And there was another issue, uh, another situation like that at a grocery store. Guy come out to his car. His lady is parked in the handicapped area. And this guy has a record. One that shot him dead. Has a record of going down there and causing problems like that. And he shot the guy. The guy pushed him down. He laid hands on the white guy, older white guy. White guy fell down real hard. He, died, he shoots him dead. He runs off and and bleeds out. So we have to not allow them to pull us into their trap. Um, and our people don't really realize that it is a trap that they're being pulled into. If they were aware or made aware, they wouldn't fall into those traps. And nigger, the word nigger is just another trap that they're going to use to get us into their trap to do what they want to do with us. So we have to become aware. And that's why we need to so right and uh, that the law in the state of Florida is staying your ground that allows somebody uh, to to shoot you if you show aggression. And certainly that man only became aggressive uh, because he, uh, the man was verbally attacking his, his girlfriend. And so he thought that it was okay for him to come out and push him. And I'm not saying that's, yeah. that wouldn't be a normal response. But the yeah. other man's response was a setup. He was looking for that to happen. He put the gun in his pocket for that to happen. Uh, I remember exactly. uh, years ago when I was a teenager, uh, a parent caught me and my friend putting a chain in our pocket. And he said, where are you going? He said, oh, we just going out. Well, why you got them chains in your pocket? Well, just for protection. He knew then, he said, oh, you ain't got it for protection. You're going looking for trouble. And see, a lot of times people do things and they're saying, okay, this is for my protection. But for some people, it is so because they're looking for trouble and they want the right response because they are they weak and they cowards. And so, undoubtedly, this man wanted to be in a position to shoot somebody black, and he wanted to find the least little thing he could argue about or uh, bring some attention to uh, related to that uh, parking space, because nobody made him the uh, handicapped parking space detective. Uh, but yet, uh, Cheryl, that's what he was trying to do. That Zimmerman, too. Nobody made him the security guard for the living facility where he lived at. But we need to charge the people that owns these stores because there had already been cases that came against this guy that was doing the security guard over the handicapped parking. They should come in and sue him 
if they sue him, he would make sure that would, would not happen. He needs to get a big lawsuit and go out of business to solve cheap so big. Cause, um, but we're black, and the, they, they have white privilege, and it doesn't go that way. But the girl, she should have left, you know, and, um, you know, the son, his son was right there by his side when he passed, when he died. That's sad. Yeah, it's a terrible, we find ourselves in a terrible situation right now, and we need to truly evaluate how we're going to respond in this particular environment. Uh, so, Cheryl, you know, we we just, you know, you have a son uh, who who uh, is precious to you, but he's in a crazy environment right now where he has to let some stuff roll off his back, and he can't respond to it. And, and what we have been calling a normal way. Right, and I can remember in his 12th grade year, he made the decision, you know, he said, I'm not going to sweat the small stuff, and I'm not going to let nobody move me to the point where I get angry. I thought that was, you know, when he told me that, I was like, whoa. You know, this was not even something that, you know, I mean, we discuss a lot of things, but not that in particular. For him to come to me and say, you know, I'm just not going to let it bother me. I'm not sweating the small stuff. Because you can't, like, again, if somebody puts your hand, their hands on you, then you really need to do whatever is necessary to protect yourself within reason. Uh, but uh, we cannot have the freedom right now, uh, Cassie, to be allowing uh, white people to uh, get us enraged by the use of a word uh, that we fully understand now. You're absolutely right, because guess what? Um, remember when we were in school and they said sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But actually, sometimes names do hurt us, you know. But we cannot allow anyone to say anything. It doesn't matter if it's the N-word, if it's, they're talking about how you look, what you drive, because people are so mean these days. But you have to overlook that, you know, and you have to keep pushing because, like you said, as long as they don't put their hands on you, then you're good to go. You just keep on walking. And even if they put their hands on you, you know, I was looking at this um, article on Facebook where uh, these three girls had um, had um, bu- was bullying this one young lady, and they were in the bathroom. And so she was standing up there with her hands crossed, and she was like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. And then the girl was putting her hands all in her face and, you know, acting like she was going to hit her. And she finally hit the girl, and the girl turned around and just beat her down. But I'm I'm saying that to say is that she tried her best to avoid that confrontation with that girl, but because that girl thought that she was not going to fight her back, she went ahead. And I, I believe it was because of her friends, too. And sometimes people do stuff because of their friends. But then she ended up getting beat up, which was a sad situation because none of that had to happen. But that's how some people are. And you have to learn how to either ignore them, get out of the situation, or get away from the situation. And and other people don't even realize how 
out of control a situation can get when you allow yourself to go too far. Uh, certainly, I believe that assistant coach in New York wanted to kill that man. But because he got out of that car with such anger and he hit that man and he fell and hit his head, now he's going to have to deal with that for the rest of his life. We have to make sure we understand what it is that is within that grips of that anger and so that we don't allow ourselves to come, uh, become a, a victim to the anger inside of us. Uh, I see Regina on the line. Regina, we're talking about allowing ourselves to, uh, seeing people we love, allow themselves to uh, allow anger to be something that controls them and takes control to the point that it can devastate their lives. Good evening. Um, yes, uh, a moment of anger. A moment of anger can give you a lifetime of sorrow. You can either kill someone and you end up being in jail for the rest of your life, or you can bother someone and get seriously hurt. Now, the problem with with the injuries is that you don't always have to die from your injuries, but you could live the rest of your life regretting what you did or regretting not controlling your anger and not walking away. You know, you could you could be paralyzed, um, eyes punched out or something. So controlling your anger is a very, very, very important um, control that you need to have in your life. And there's nothing uh, that can be gained by being out of your, kind of like what they say, 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 out of body. Uh, once you become out of body and you're leaving or allowing uh, that uh, that that part of you that it doesn't respect rules and regulations to control, uh, you, you're going to be watching yourself do things that some other man is going to have to make a decision about. And the last thing that African Americans need is to have a judge or a jury uh, determining they, their fate. And 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 you're 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 right. You're right. But when will we learn? When will when will we learn? And how do we how do we teach? You know the importance of of controlling your anger. And you know, um, so they, they sort of in school they sort of t- give that to children as an excuse. You know, you you ask a child, well, well, why did you do this? Well, I have anger management problems, or I didn't take my medicine this morning. <laughs> and they go through life using that as an excuse. A man beats up his his girlfriend. Well, I have anger management problems. She said something, and before I knew it, I was having an out-of-body experience. And when I came to myself, I just saw her laying there 
are balled up in a pool of blood. You know, all of these types of excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have to make some, we have to decide as a society where where we're going and what we're going to allow to be the norm. Uh, because you're right. We we have, we make all kinds of excuses uh, for our kids. And now they're growing up. And you keep hearing about how the kind of cruelty uh, humanity is inflicting on others. We we got to do better. Uh, and, and I, you know, I agree that you have to have a creator that you are committed to, or you got to know in life what is wrong for you to do. Uh, you can't keep on allowing yourself the freedom uh, to impose your will on other people and just not respect human life and dignity. And that's what a lot of these people now, and, and our president is giving permission, are uh, giving people permission, uh, Cheryl, uh, to disrespect people and humanity and allowing them uh, to just do anything or say anything to people. Yeah, and a lot of times these are what I call the undercover ones, that they weren't so out with it, but now that they see that our leader today so out with a lot of things, they feel like now they have the permission to be able to be in the same way Um, because what makes them any better or him any better than them, you know, because, I mean, I found out a lot of um, people who you think that you know, but you really got to know them once he got into office. You really got to know um, things that they felt and um, once he got into office because those were not things that had been discussed or uh, feelings had not came out in that same manner. Um, and it's a shame that, you know, we deal with people all the time and we really don't know how they really feel until it's almost like they have a green light to, to let their feelings be displayed. In other words, you know, like um, Tyrone said a long time ago, a while back to us, you know, this is the time of exposure, and people are really being exposed for who they really are today. And I, I have to be honest with you guys. Now when I'm, it's like, I don't know, I've heard some people say, oh, you can't let, you can't let uh, Trump, or have an effect on you, but the environment is kind of having a little effect on me. And I, what I mean by that, I'm starting to feel sensitive about the things that go on around me. Like I'm just waiting for somebody at a restaurant to tell me I got to pay first. Boy, they're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? That means it's, it's, little, it's little things like that. that. I mean, you know, and try to, what, what you saying? You know, not that I want to get angry, but I want to make them put them in check. Say, who you think you're talking to? You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna treat me any kind of way, and not because I'm gonna get angry and hit anybody, but it, it kind of has me paying a lot more attention to what people say to me. 
and even watching my receipts, you know, since you don't have people watch write the N word on a receipt, it's like, oh, well, I'm waiting for somebody to put an N word on my receipt. Because, well, if I don't go to corporate and get me some corporate dollars, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it is just interesting. Y'all can say he don't have you paying attention, but he got me paying attention. Because uh, I, I ain't living away with nothing. Uh, Stacy, you know what? You know, it, it is like we are on edge paying attention to yeah, our co What's the question? That we're on edge now where all these things are happening to African Americans all around the country. It kind of puts you on edge. I called the Starbucks that I used to go to and asked them what their policy was. I said, I came up to your store three or four times and and didn't buy anything and had a seat and had meetings and stuff. You know, what is your call? Oh, they said, oh, we don't, we don't have, you can come in and sit down at our restaurant in I store anytime. So it has me oh. on air. Let me asking questions. Yeah, that's smart, but it shouldn't be that way. But they're trying to provoke us to anger so it will have a pattern. Our people as a group in recent modern times, they'll collect all these um, tests that they're doing among us and say, see how they act? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, uncivil. They're um, brute. There are, you know, all the negative words they want to put to us, and then they'll have examples. So they do that to us, that the receipt with the N-word on it, I'll take a picture of it and send it straight to corporate. I'll take a picture of it with my camera. won't give it back to them. And um, I'll get back. I'll get to the bottom of that one. And the person that brought it to them should be the first one. <laughs> take a picture of him, too, and send it to corporate. Get some corporate dollars, because that's, like, ridiculous. They think we're dumb. That's the problem. They probably met a lot of us. They're stereotyping us. And they feel like we're all the same. And then they want to make, find some um, um, examples of who we are, you know, by provoking us. And um, then putting it on, on YouTube, on what's called live streaming. It's not live streaming, but um, put it on um, Facebook and all those places. Show how ignorant we are. Right. And that's the smart way. The smart way is to do what just what those two boys did was not be angry and go after them corporate dollars. Because I can tell you what. When if enough of them lose their job behind being racist and, and and us not being angry, we got to control our anger. And I want the comics out there to stop pro- telling uh, African Americans uh, that we're supposed to respond negatively uh, when we hear that word. Because I'm not gonna give that word that kind of power. I'm I'm sorry, Regina. I'm not gonna give a person. Uh, the power of a word to flip no switch inside of me. Well, the word in the nigga, the word nigga. If you look it up, it means low down, dirty, good for nothing, scum of the earth, and that's not us. That's the other guy that's calling us that. That's one of some of the definitions: low down, dirty, good for nothing, scum of the earth. <laughs> uh, Regina, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, and 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 how would you? You know, again, I always use you because you're in education. But when you're training training young black men, we need to train them in a way that we help them to understand that words should not affect them or bring out of them any angry spirit. Okay, you said how do we train them to... How do we train them or what way should we talk to them so they don't think they got a pass 
to start fighting because somebody uses a particular word. Well, you know, um, you know that that's hard. That that it's hard to train them to not fight over that word because they have, depending on their background, they have not been educated enough to know to hold on to their anger. But what they do know is that that is a negative word and that it should not be used. Now, what I wish we as a as a whole could stop doing is just stop using the word. Because if his brother or if the fellow's little fellow's brother or uncle says, "My nigga," Oh, what's up, my nigga? Okay, it's fine. But then when a white person uses it, then they want to fight. And I understand the cultural differences and all of that. I'm totally in tune to that. But it's just hard to teach younger people how to differentiate all of that. So it's hard to teach them how not to fight. When they hear the word I have to tell you And uh, Kathy I want you to respond to this My my father Years ago owned a construction company And uh, I was using the word And he took me to the side and he said to me I need you to stop using that word On my job He said because as soon as one of these white people Use that word You're going to be upset Now that was way in the 70s why haven't we gotten any better with uh, this word and the, and get rid of the power that it has, and that you know that you don't want it, you don't want your boys to find themselves thinking that they need to respond to a white person when they use that word and find themselves in a in a in a criminal situation. So, question, James, why did you stop saying it? Because your dad um, told you that that wasn't a word to use because it's not I'm just saying we, we're still fighting that same battle. I mean, how long are we going to allow this word to have this effect on us? And you know that you have two boys who's subject uh, to having some white person speak out of turn. And just because they speak out of turn, we don't want our boys to think that it's okay to beat them to a pulp because that's a criminal behavior. You, you can't just well, beat use the wrong words. Well, the, I, I was just asking you to see when when did when was your eyes open to know that that was not a word to use because it comes with maturity and, and like Regina said, we have to educate them like your dad did you. We have to educate them and even though we do educate them, they still are going to use it until they come to the realization of what the word actually means. Like the other lady said, if you look it up in the dictionary and, it, and you see what it says, then you'll really think about this particular word means this so that means that they're saying this. So that means I shouldn't use it, and I should train myself if someone of another color uses it towards me, that I know that they're not using it towards me because of that. But you know what? That word to them is a word of, to me, it's a jealousy word because 
that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. You know, the reason why they say what they say to try to agitate us, to get us to um, fight them, argue with them, or whatever the case may be. So they'll use that word so that they can ignite whatever it is inside of us for an argument or whatever it is. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and give everybody an opportunity to have their final word.
This is James T. DeShane, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. I want you to know that we're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. at 6 p.m., Saturday at 8 p.m., and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. We want to make sure that there's a platform for us to talk about the things that are on our mind and that we need to discuss to help to help direct our country in the right direction. Um, Cheryl, what is your final thought this evening? Great conversation. Um, I think it brought um, awareness to listeners now and listeners that um, is going to receive this recording later um, that we can help as far as things that we are seeing going on, especially when it comes to um, anger management. And um, just like somebody said, but we have to be willing to risk that relationship to help that individual. So as I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. Uh, Stacy, your final thought this evening? Um, I have three scriptures. We have to start by training up our child, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up the child in the way he shall go, and when he's older, shall not part from him. We've been so busy working, sometimes two jobs, no babysitter, and the kids are left to their own demise. The next scripture is Matthew 10, 16 through 20. Well, we have to be wild as a serpent and humble as a dove because the serpent has is, is got us in his grips right now. we got to be wise not to get bitten down. The last one is Matthew 10. Um, the last one, um, she sent us a sheep in the midst of wolves, so we have to be wise as a serpent. I think that's the one I just mentioned. Um, yeah, those are yeah, Matthew 10 and 6. So those are the things that we have to do, and um, he sent us as sheep in the midst of the world. We have to understand that and, um, and, be, uh, and you know, prepare ourselves accordingly. And be prepared and ready. Uh, Regina, your final thought this evening? Uh, something that, that came to mind is I was just so upset and so upset, so angry with someone at my new new job where I'm going, and I didn't think it was going to come from one of our own. I remember the other day I was preparing, you all were preparing me for the trumpets. Well, it wasn't the trumpet who struck, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I had to I had to think and I came across something and that said you can't control what other people say, but you can control how you respond. Yes, and, and that's what it is. That's what it is. So I was laying there frozen, and once I read that, it kind of motivated me. Okay, when they go low, you go high, move forward. Jealousy is everywhere. You know, I have something they wish they had. Keep moving, keep moving. Control how you respond to these people. You are so right. I I tell you what, when you say it's all about how you respond and you react, and you have to control the power uh, once they do what is out of character for them and out of character for the situation. You need to do what it takes uh, to bring the situation back under in control. And they will be the ones 
that will uh, fall prey uh, to the bad uh, experience of what they tried to do. Uh, I want to just thank you all so much for your continued support of this radio show. Uh, We'll be on tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. We are here for you to talk about what's on your heart and in your mind. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. She's a super sick, she's a 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 sick, she